Hello and welcome to Expansive, a Broadhouse Guide to the Expanse. I'm your host, Beef. And I am the operator. And this week we are missing Sean. His computer died, but you know, the joys of space flight. Yeah. All right, we up in episode four retrograde with uh, Morty Murphy Marty on a killing spree. <laughs> Is that going to be his name now? Marty yeah, I Murphy. think so. It's got to be like M cubed or something. Yeah. Uh, and clearly, because they, they slaughter all the belters that were in on destroying the pad. So, uh, Naomi. Well, not all the belters, but true. True, because you got hot, hottie make hot pants, Lucia running to ask. Uh, or she was with Naomi, I guess, at the time. But yeah. they try to make their way out of camp. And, of course, Amos does what Amos does and runs interference by catching a punch with his face. Yes. Yes. And the thing is, it, for him, that's just like, meh. Yeah, I mean, that's another day. He's looking out for his crew by just absorbing a few you know, jabs to the brains. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I like that they don't you know, kill him right away and they give a good explanation. Like, well, clearly it would be more harm than it's worth to kill him. Mm-hmm. It kind of yeah. gives you another look at uh, just how low Murtry feels of Belters. That t- that's true, and also he's aware of why of who sent him. Correct. And you know, if he gets killed and word gets out that he's responsible for it, that's a problem. Yeah, you can you can put a, a audio and signal lockdown on the planet, but if Holden shows up dead, they're going to send yeah. a lot more people. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can finally see Arvistala starting to crack under the pressure when Holden's not answering her calls. <laughs> she has uh, quite the potty mouth. Yeah, and uh, that line one of you guys dropped from last week that when they're like, we want you to be more matronly, more matriarchal, and she's like, fuck off! <laughs> yes, yes. She is, she is not... Well, I mean, it's like I said very uh, early on in this in the cast was is she's not she's never been elected. She's never had to run for anything ever. Right. And in order to do what she needs to do now, she has to run. And that's a very different kind of thing. And she's not she's not wired that way. She's wired to lead, but she's not wired to indain, uh, indenture people to follow her. She'd be a very good dictator. You know? Yes. Yeah, she's a very good dictator, but that's about it. <laughs> well, I think uh, Nancy Gao said it in this one or the next one. She said, you know, this coming from a woman who's never had to have a job interview. Yeah. I mean, granted, she brought up a great point that Gao had, you know, jumped the line and everything like that. But the move that Gao made oh, about man. calling out people in the audience saying, that was the person that I beat, but he has a job. That was the next person down the line, but they have a job. That was the next person down the line, but they have a job. That was so smooth. It's like it was planned. You know, her advisors were like, well, they're going to find about your, out about your past. Well, she's like, let them. I've taken care of everybody I jumped. I don't know. It just seemed uh, very smart on her part to have all that set up and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's manager at the shipyard praising her and then as she confesses and then blackmailing her into doing it again. Well, I mean, the thing is, are you really surprised? No. Because here's the thing. They like we said last week, Mars is going down a path that it, there there are no turns basically. Everybody is leaving. So, in order for that for anybody on Mars to kind of say, okay, we're going to make this work, they're going to have to do some underhanded shit. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's like she said, she'd never seen any unemployed people. They were such a military power that you yeah. either had a, a job building ships or working as a grunt or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was there was never any question of what you did or you know anything like that. Now it's like, oh, we don't need to terraform this planet. Bye. Right. Yeah, we don't have to wait uh, work for three generations just to have uh, our family be healthy. Right. We can just go to this other planet and breathe normal air. Bye. When uh, Amos was in chains, if you will, in the strap, did he not seem kind of panicky, like almost a panic attack? Like I will bite my arm off to get out of this thing. He is not a fan of being uh, basically put there put in a position like that. Yeah, he's not a fan of that. Um, but I think there was also a part of that was like, you know, I don't like this, but I know I'm going to get out of it at some point. I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, but he was he was not happy. He was yeah. unhappy, definitely. You have, uh, they do the flashback thing there where Lucia shows that she was with the crew that went to go blow up the pad. Um, but it wasn't to kill people, it was just to buy them time to get their first load of ore out and maybe hire a, um, uh, a lawyer to like stake exactly. a claim. But it was the rest of the team that was like, no, we're going to have with them. Yeah. Yeah, well, she still she still tried to save lives by uh, after she smacked her head, blowing the charges early, but yeah. clearly not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, it. Was it, to me, it was surprising that she was involved. It was even more surprising to see the extent she was involved. Yeah, I mean, she was the one that set the damn charges. Yeah, yeah. It was basically her fault that this happened. And I understand why she blames herself and she never wants to tell her daughter or anything like that, but that gets out. So. Uh, what about the Marcos Anaros uh, smooth tongue or silver tongue snake that he is talking? And I don't know, every time he talked, it felt like he kept swaying people, which was very scary to me. He was. It, that, it's, it's always impressed me that anyone in a position like that, because he was basically in an airlock. Yeah. All they had to do was flip a switch and he goes bye-bye. But he is still, he still had the presence of self that he was able to start to convince other uh, leaders of the other factions, hey, I'm right. And you know deep down I'm right. And the thing is, he was making an argument that was a solid argument. I, I mean, I felt for him and I'm not even yeah. a belter, you know? Well, he was basically saying, look, it doesn't matter where we are. The oppression from the inners is going to happen. Yep. It can happen on any planet. It can happen out here. It can happen over there. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen. So until we do something, it's going to keep happening. And the thing is, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It will keep happening to them. Sooner or later, they're going to have to stand up and say, no, we're done. Well, it has been. It's been the cyclical game of uh, oppression, right? And yeah. just um, under the inner's boot, as he said, and... You know, you can see that right away as he's talking and he says, like, you know, I stole their cargo. I stole their ship. I gave it down for scrap. You know, these all would have been uh, applauded as victories months ago. You know, I guess yeah. I gave their people back somewhat worse for wear. And then the guy chuckles and you're like, oh, there's cracks in this facade now. Like the, he, mm -hmm. everybody's listening. Yeah. 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 Drama was listening. Drama was like, you're not wrong. I don't like you. I don't trust you. But what you're saying is actually true. And her reason for voting to let him go made sense because otherwise it's a uh, civil war waiting to happen. Exactly. Exactly. 
So what do we believe? Is it hers? Is it Naomi's old story? Or is it Marcos's story? Or is it something in between? You I know? think it's something in between. Yeah. I really do, because as much as I would love to be able to say, oh, Naomi's absolutely right, blah, 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 it just, it, it feels like there's something else there. Um, I believe Naomi's story more about, you know, how she believed in him, but she kind of grew out of it. Okay. That makes sense. But as far as what happened with the kid and everything like that, I, eh, there's something in the back of my mind that just itches about yeah, that. They, they really leave that one kind of floating there still, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I did the, what happened to Philip, I did the best that I could. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just strange because they're, they're dancing around who did what to the baby. Exactly. Uh, bump Bobby coming home shit-faced and threatening her little shit of a nephew when he starts apologizing for her losing her job. Well, here's the other thing. Naomi's also a Marine. And if they're drunk, they notoriously, unfortunately, have short temper. True, true, yeah. So um, that didn't quite surprise me, but at the same time, that's your nephew. That's family. You don't do that to family. Um, yes, he was a little shit. Yes, it's kind of his fault that she's right. in this position. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but at the same time, it's like, I get that you're frustrated, but that's family. You don't do that to family. Yeah, I mean, no matter how much of a disgraced you know, war vet you are and all this and that, it's still, it still is your family, even though he's yeah. the ball sack that made it all happen. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, when Ashford sent everybody away, back to the Marcos thing, when Ashford sent everybody away, did you think he was going to be sly or smooth, or did you tell it was a ploy to get Marcos talking? I thought he was going to be sly. I really did. I thought he was going to like do something for himself, and he didn't. And that surprised me. That yeah. genuinely surprised me. Because he, he is a belter first and foremost, mm -hmm. but he also looks out for himself. Yep. And looking at this situation with Marcos and everything, there was the, uh, my instinct was like, okay, he's going to be a belter first. He's going to hear this and he's going to go, yeah, all right. But for him to turn the way he did, it was like, okay, all right, you're actually kind of thinking for yourself, but not to better yourself, but actually thinking a little bit outside the box, which is, which was great. So yeah, kind of hearing his ploy saying something about Mars is not the Mars it once was. And then, yeah, then he yeah. realizes, oh, the ship must be big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, it, it surprised me pleasantly because I really kind of had, this feeling of okay this is who he is and that surprised me so yeah i mean it was it was good to know that he maybe is actually looking out for the greater good of people and or the yeah. belt not just his own pirate yeah. pockets yeah because that's who he was last season yep yep he was there was the yes i love the opa as long as they're good to me <laughs> right, right <laughs> exactly like, hey <laughs> what uh what did you think about um drama nope sorry bobby calling the detective when she was under arrest. I mean, it's... That was another thing that was... I, I can honestly say that was another thing that surprised me because it, it again goes back to what the situation is on Mars and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But it surprised me that she was basically saying, okay, I'm going to take this job. She's basically what, like the marine muscle now or whatever. I mean, I guess because she doesn't I guess, have or, any... or just knows how the ship uh, shipyards work. Okay, and they want to steal things from the shipyards. 
Yeah. So he's like, so she's like, okay, yeah, you, in order to get this, you have to go through this hoop and that hoop and blah, blah, blah. But like how with, um, with the guy, I was impressed and, you know, oh, you're thinking outside the box. That was really good. Here, I was kind of like, oh, Bobby. Right. Come on. Come on. You're better than this. You can do this. I'd like to think it's she's trying to pull some fast one and undermine their their black market thing. But I think she's just a beat down woman. And that was her only out. I think I think she's not so not just a beat down. But I think it's more like she's just looking to survive now. Yeah. Because like we talked about, I think it was I think it was uh, our first episode of this season. We were talking about how uh, when she was under arrest and um, and uh that Marine was talking down to her and entering her like crap and saying, you know, you know, you did this, you know, you have, you're involved in blah, blah, blah. And she walked out and before she walked out, she said, this is how it is now. Yeah. And that moment was just kind of like, okay, Marines aren't going to have my back. Fuck you. Mars is falling apart. Okay, fine. What do I need to do to survive? Now, my hope is she's going to find a way to out everybody but I think there's a part of me that thinks now she's just like, you know what? I got to make this work. And the only way I'm going to make this work is to work with this jackass. Yeah, I think I think she's going to find herself in deeper before she gets out clearly. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I think she's going to be in over her head at some point. Oh, yeah. She she likes to think she's always got it in, in line, but I know it's going to be a, a different world for her. And she should have started working for Arvasala. I understand that she was hurt and felt like, you know, she was taken advantage of. But at the same time, it's like... Not really. No, you weren't. She didn't call you out personally, uh, Arvisala. She didn't embarrass you at the dinner, but you were just affronted because you were a Martian. And so what if people laugh or snicker or talk under their breath? You're going to be off the planet in 30 minutes with Arvisala and be on to a different yeah, life. Exactly. Arvisala was like, I am offering you this golden ticket, basically. <laughs> well played. And and you can, you know, you can live an awesome life. But... Still, in that moment, she wasn't ready to betray Mars. Nope. And she felt that if she went with Arvisala, it would be a betrayal to Mars. So, I get that, but at the same time, looking back, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's like, you should have taken that damn job. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Murtry is absolutely crazy, right? I mean, he's doing everything wrong, but he's still, again, end of the first episode we watched, he has some damn... I don't want to say patience, but self-control because he doesn't just shoot Holden as Holden is walking up and blasts him in the face. Right. And the and the other thing with him is, and this is, to me, this has always been a great character um, arc for a bad guy. Always have a reason for being evil. Yeah. And believe that that reason makes you good. And... and if you do that, if you have this belief system and you're just doing all these horrible, horrible things, but you're like, but I have a good reason for it and this is what it is, you suddenly take a step back and go, okay, you're evil, you're an asshole, but I see what you're trying to do. The messed up thing is later in this episode, the, the fifth episode, when they're, the <laughs> belters take two hostages, you know, when they're all going to evacuate. Yeah. And he slowly walks up to Holden and he says something like, I really do enjoy these moments of clarity. Yeah. He's as wrong as he is and as evil of a person he is, he's not wrong in that point in time. Like, no, he's maybe not. it just makes sense to gas everybody and get them off the planet safely. Yeah. And I think that was the thought that Jim had for a minute. He was like, you know what? Maybe if we just knock them all out. And but then he realizes, 
no, mm-hmm. Matron Murphy, whatever. He's going to kill them. He's going to kill them all. He's going to space every single one of them if he can. And he, you hear his call to his ship about setting one of the uh, shuttles up basically as a bomb with a proximity sensor. Dude. That's, that Dude. is fucking capital E evil. Yeah. That, that's just, yeah. At that point, you're just a flat-out murderer. Um, Lucia, or Lucia, she's the, the hot doctor who has now been taken up to the ship with the gunshot wound. Yep. Who changed her into the Tachi jumpsuit? Was it Alex, you sly dog, or was it Naomi? I mean, come on. I think it was Alex, and you got to look at the boobs. Sean would be worried about um, Felsia, because we yeah. haven't seen her these whole two episodes. Now, did she escape on the last shuttle leaving for the Barba Piccola or whatever, the Belters ship that was leaving to go sell the ore? I think so. I think she got off. I think she's okay. Because she didn't seem like the one that if she would have heard her mother was being hunted or had been shot would still be hiding under a rock. Exactly. If she heard something like that, she'd be out and about and looking around. So I think she's on the shuttle. I think right. she's I think she's on the ship, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you mean the Tachi or the Barba the- Piccola or whatever? Barba. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amos is under lock and key, and that guy just sitting there talking to Amos, just chatting his fucking ear off. That that drives Amos insane. I think that's what made him the most uncomfortable. It wasn't <laughs> all being locked up. It's like, this guy won't shut up. Why won't he shut up? Shut he, up. he loves small talk. Uh, <laughs> holding, uh, holding not stealthfully, but just rolling into town with a rifle. Like, I don't give a fuck what Mertry wants. I need my person. <laughs> Yeah, it's that. That's the other thing that I love about Holden. He's like, it, and and he wouldn't have done this in season one at all. No, he. This is his crew now. This is his responsibility. This is his crew. These are his people. You have one of my people. Fuck you. He's coming with me. It's like the talk that Naomi gives later on to Lucia about you know there is a path from where you're at to where I'm at. You just have yeah. to find it. All we did is buy you time. She talks about the family she has now. Yeah, it was very yeah. heartfelt at the end of the episode. Yeah. Totally, totally. Holden walks in to go get Amos, and he's like, don't kill her. She just hasn't figured out her boss is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because that's an uneasy standoff, too, because she's not smart enough to not shoot Holden. Right, right, right. At the same time, I think think she realizes her boss is a dick, but but she's been working for him for so long, it's kind of like, I'm not going to exactly turn my back on the guy. And, I mean, like she said, he pulled me up out of the mud once. Yeah. That could be so many yeah. things, but she owes him some debt of gratitude or a debt exactly. of life. Exactly. You have no way of fucking knowing that. Actually, he does. <laughs> Talking yeah. about the planet and more things turning on. Yeah. Yeah. It's And that's that's the other thing. It, the I can understand why the Belters are like, okay, you're talking to a ghost guy in your head. Yeah, and and the sci- and the scientist, the hot scientist, is like you're talking to a ghost guy in your head that we don't see, right? That none of us can uh, affirm or whatever. And if somebody, if in that situation, somebody comes up to me and says, "Yeah, I'm talking to this ghost guy in my head. I can't see him, but he's been giving me all these right answers." I know you're weird. Yeah, I'm not gonna. On, uh, I'm not gonna listen to you. You're crazy. Quick, hop on a shuttle and evacuate my people. I like that the hot doctor Elvie, I think is her name. She says. Does it seem strange to you that these these things have been around for millions or possibly billions of years and we can break them with a torpedo? Like uh, that's a good point. I mean, if they go 
a kilometer under the ground, <laughs> that's like surface damage, right? It's like popping yeah. a pimple. It's not going to hurt your toe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's the, and that's the thing. Scientist girl makes a lot of good points <laughs> on a regular basis. It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of solid. You, you really shouldn't do that. <laughs> when she calls Holden out for all his bullshit, like, all right, let's, uh, let's line up all the stuff that's happened here. And you're telling me you're not part of it. Yeah. You got here, and then shit starts happening. Up until this point, nothing was happening. But now you're here, and things are happening. Murtry has another um, female security chick, and she's rolling around looking for the Dr. LV to hear about what the um, uh, structures had done. And there's a throwaway line. This security mm-hmm. chick has something going on with her eye, like it's infected. And mm-hmm. she just, the doctor says, you better get that looked at. Yeah, and the chick yeah. says, it itches. Mm-hmm. So this is this is going to be some alien microbe that's infecting people, right? It's not protomolecule attack. I think so too. And but here's here's the other thing that it and there's another reason why Sean doesn't do space travel. It, you can go to a planet and yeah, maybe it'll have oxygen and yeah, maybe it'll have clean water. You don't know what shit is in that air. You don't know what shit is in that water. For all you know, you're walking into something where a microbe you could inhale. 48 hours later, your face could come off. You don't know. Have they never seen Prometheus? Thank you. Thank you. Naomi instantly feeling better when she's back up in zero G. It was cool seeing her floating around the Rossi again. And she was moving like more like herself again. Yep. And it and I still feel terrible for her because that's going to be her life. Yeah, that's going to be her life. She's gonna she might be able to do like a half a G, like a day trip something. to a planet. Yeah, but that's it. That's all she'll be able to do. So, do you think Lucia really had like a mind to kill herself, or was she just having a bad day? Like, is she bad? Her husband yelled at her, and she just figured it was easier to die. I mean. I think I think it was just it wasn't just the husband. The husband yelling at her was kind of like the final straw okay. to all of it. I think she was carrying that guilt for what she had done, and it had been eating at her and eating at her. And to find out that it was getting out, mm-hmm. to find out that her husband found out about, to find out that her child, if she is still around, oh yeah, could find out about it, that would devastate her. Now. Is it worth killing yourself over? No. But I can understand her being like so depressed to the point that she'll just be like, you know what, F it. The so. uh, small town style debate between Christian and Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these holographic images behind them or in front of them. It's like, damn. Okay. Be, and getting back to, you know, how smooth gal was about, you know, calling out all these people like, yeah, you know, this person worked for me and this person works for me, blah, blah, blah. blah. When she, when Kristen was basically asked, okay, what would you do, you know, in case such and such a thing happened, blah, blah, blah. And her answer at the end of the whole thing was basically, what would I do? The exact same thing I did before. It was very non-politician. It was just like, I'm the best. That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I've been here before. Y'all don't know how bad shit can get. I can fix this. That's still not, that's not very good of an answer, right? It's very unpolitical. It's not political. It's correct, but it's not political. (laughs) And really, Nancy Gao looked awesome in that black skirt and sweater. Uh, I'm just saying. Hotness. Yeah. Definitely the hottest president. (laughs) 
presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex screaming at Lucia, don't make me tell your daughter I had to let you die. Fuck, tell me what I have to do. <laughs> yes. It's like, that, Jesus. that was kind of the worst part of the whole situation because she was genuinely, I mean, like, she wanted to die. She wanted to kill herself. And Alex, in that situation, genuinely not knowing what to do, because he's not a doctor. No. But he is trying to save this person's life, and he's desperate. It gets to a point where he's, like, you know, emotionally shaking all over, and he's like, don't make me tell your daughter I had to let you die. And that's powerful. Yeah. That was the moment she kind of went, okay, I can't do this now. Yeah, I mean it's rough. It's it's definitely they. I've never seen Alex that forceful. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look at the situation he was in. It's like you're. He's in full on panic mode. He's got to fix this, and you know she's dying in front of him. There's nothing he can do. Yeah, I mean that's it's rough because it, at the, the same time to? when she finally told him what to do, it was like, oh, this is not going to be comfortable for you at all. <laughs> No, no, because he's jabbing shit inside he's of her. It to the left. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not good. Yeah. First, uh, they do the whole the lottery thing is six thousand people for one spot. That is crazy. That's. It, but here's the thing. In that economy, where you have basically fifty percent of the population working, you don't have any options. Uh, you know, you got one person here and then like a follow-up and a follow-up and a follow-up. You got one shot. So I don't agree with it, but I can understand why they did it. Yeah, I mean, and that's it shows you how, what's the word, stretched our resources are as a planet, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. Because there's like, you know, when when you have, you know, everybody out of work, everybody wanting to do something, and but you only have a select number of spots. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, and I mean, you only have, like you said, the amount of spots. You only have the resources. It's it's mm-hmm. a very um, limited pool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I profoundly respect Gal for, you know, bringing the people on to have her work for them and everything like that. But at the same time, there's also this kind of feeling of, I don't know. I, it would feel weird for me if I was in a competition with someone, they had beaten me, and they had beaten me by jumping in line, and yet turned around and said, but here's a job. Yeah, I mean that... Because I would be thinking, no, you have my job. But you know that they might not, you might not get another job. Right? Exactly. No, no, no. I see. I I see that point that you're not going to. But there's still a part of you that's like, but you have my job. <laughs> right. So I gotta I gotta swallow my pride and basically say, okay, I'll work for you, even though it's my job. I will work for you because at that point you know there's no other option. It's either that or not work. Yeah, that's fucking. Then go back to basic. Yeah, because. Uh, I mean, these people are, it's like, I don't know if they took her, their job, but they def, she definitely took their spot as, uh, their, their, um, their training spot, if you will. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got this position, then I hired that person and that person that, yeah, here's the thing. You still had my job. 
Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but what you're doing right now is my job. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we had to use, and that was my job. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the episode finishes out with Arvasal's people pulling her out of the debate because what is uh, a fake, a potentially a fake ship coming in, a fake disabled ship, a ship in trouble turns out to have the Sojourner's Drive Signal, the ship that uh, Marcos apparently scrapped all of. So did he just sell the drive, or did he actually sell the whole ship to someone for this ploy? That one I don't know. Here's the thing. He is such a slime bag, he might have done either one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... You don't know with these people, and everybody is always playing such a good... Uh, an angle, I guess, right? Everyone always has their angle mapped out, whether they're, uh, you know, three paths down or just on one thing. Everybody's yeah, got a, yeah. a, a, a way. So, hey, thank you very much, Operator, for joining me this week. Thank you for having me. Uh, any feelings about what's coming? I honestly don't know. I mean, we've ended two episodes in a row with uh, someone taking a, a shot to the face or with a boom. This one ends with a super volcano going off. So I really don't know what's going to happen. I think that was a better way to end it instead of the people at the camp coming to a head. I think it was better to end it from space with uh, Alex listening to country. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, My only thing is I think whatever is in What's-Her-Face's eye, like you said, is going to be a much bigger thing Right. (laughs) to see. And we may not even get full resolution on it this year. We may not, but still, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be like, you know, something not good that you can just take, <laughs> like, some Tylenol and get rid of it. <laughs> it's going to be something kind of bad. Oh, yeah. Their, uh, their, big, their big version of 24th century penicillin is not going to cure this. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Well, hey, we will catch you next week for another two episodes, and we'll keep cracking at these uh, damn weird protomolecule structures. Have, have a good week, dude. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to send us an email or some feedback, email us expansiveopa at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter at expansiveopa thank you again for listening and we will see you next week